You're listening to Donuts and Top Cow. Two great tastes that taste better together. Thanks for tuning in. This is Donuts and Top Cow, episode 43. My name is John Griggis. And mine is Josh Crawley, sans donuts. Oh, what a tragedy to be donut-free this day. But uh, we are recording remotely. We're exploring some new territory. It won't be the last time that we explore some new territory as we come up. Uh, I just ask that everybody stay tuned because we are moving servers. We're still going to stay affiliated with the Comic Book Noise family with some of our After Dark episodes. But we are moving the basic... Donuts and Top Cow show to another location to be disclosed in another week or two once we get things worked out and rolling. So please stay tuned to that. But we are still sponsored by Westfield Comics. Westfield Comics can be found at two retail locations in Madison, Wisconsin, one of which you can see Josh most days. And they can also service you online at www.westfieldcomics.com. I will not service people online. Nor in person. (laughs) (laughs) But we'll sell them comics, and that's what we're talking about. So that's pretty cool. So we're continuing on. Top Cow's Fast and Furious release schedule has Witchblade 153 out, so we wanted to jump on that right away. Yeah. Because that that story arc and some of the things that are going on in there are definitely moving forward with the Top Cow universe. This is a good follow-up issue to some of the things we saw in Artifacts 14. And just as a teaser, our next full show, which will be on the different server, uh, will have a special guest on to talk about Artifacts 14. I don't know if you want to tease who that might be yet, or wait and let them guess. We'll we'll leave them with that. Right. We'll dangle that. So Witchblade 153, written by Tim Seeley, by Diego Bernard and Fred Bennis, and again, lettering by Troy Petrie. Arif Prianto, again, does the colors. And I guess I want to start this time giving uh, credit where credit's due. It's another John Tyler Christopher cover. Uh, I'm looking at at the Diego cover. Cool. My cover has... Sarah, and it's pretty clear that any of my uh, questions or anything from last week are answered differently because the the Witchblade is pretty much matches how it was rendered last time, so there's no mystery of who rendered the Witchblade on the 152 cover. And we start right in as a recap. Sarah was looking to interrogate somebody who had found the Fountain of Youth at the same time that a uh, biker, basically a biker chick. (laughs) So it's a biker witch, as described in the intro, engages her in a battle, and Sarah pretty much breaks things up. So uh, I don't know that we'd identified her as a biker witch until this point. Did that really come in at all in 152? Uh, Honestly, I couldn't tell you. One thing that's kind of interesting, Sarah and the Witchblade are basically take on all they can handle from this biker witch, but at the same time is more powerful than the biker witch. So they're able to dissuade her, make her run away, 
And I thought it was kind of interesting how she just called her motorcycle and it came running like the Batmobile almost. Yeah. Oh, jumping back real quick to the recap pages, and this is something yeah. I don't know if I, I would have to check artifacts. Um, but I noticed the recap pages have moved back to the uh, inside front cover. Um, whereas for a while they had been on the first actual page for a while. Oh. Um, and I'm looking at a, a digital version from drive through Comics, so I obviously I don't see that. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. So you... I guess that just makes for an extra page of special features in the back. Uh, well, I... I don't know if it's that so much, but like the second and third pages are a double page spread. Um, so it may just be. Uh, maybe it was just for this issue. I can't actually reach an artifacts right now. But, uh. Yeah, we'll talk about it more next time, maybe. Maybe. And a pretty kinetic double, pretty interesting double page spread where I'd say a good. You know, good two-thirds of the page is the spread across the top at an angle, and then uh, some, but quite a few panels below it. So it's it's a double-page spread that doesn't waste any, uh, you know, it's, it's still pretty dense in storytelling. Yeah, and I actually noticed when I first uh, read it that for anyone who is worried about the Witchblade tearing Sarah's clothes off again now that Ron isn't writing, um, not quite an issue. She's uh, no. <laughs> she's still armored up. Her face is armored up quite a bit, but uh, eh, a little. Yeah, bit. that's something I'm not used to seeing all the time. The full face armor. And there's a little bit of tearing of the clothing, but nothing gratuitous or anything. So yeah, and yeah, yeah, exactly. Not in uh, not in titillating strategic places either. No, so no. So it's so it's pretty good. So we know that the name of the old woman who became a young woman and who is fighting her before is Miranda Smalls. And so now Miranda Smalls is back to her old woman self and she explains what the Fountain of Youth is about and where it is and why it's there. And I, I kind of like how he explains how the Fountain of Youth came to, to be in Chicago. <laughs> where uh, basically the, the one line that I liked is uh, she says, you... You drill enough around, you know, putting sewer around sewers and L tracks. Sooner or later, you're going to hit a vein of hell. Yeah, so. I remember reading that. I just, I can't. I don't know what page it's on. That's right when she's under the, she's under the cocoon and she's talking to Sarah, kind of explaining what's going on. Uh, oh yeah, there we go. There we go. She talks about how, and, and it's kind of interesting. The, the Fountain of Youth concept uh, being desirable, but as you find over time, it it can be undesirable because of the toll it can take on your system, because of uh, what you need to do to basically replenish your energy, which is an interesting twist, which, which means that you can't exercise this Fountain of Youth very much without being noticed by society, because basically other people start disappearing. Yeah, I uh, like the idea of balance. Having to, well, that'll mean more after people have read it. But yeah, kind of that you can't give without taking, or you. Nah, it's not what I'm looking for. But well, it's it's kind of a be careful what you wish for. Yeah, uh, you know, yeah. and and I'm reminded of the pilot season winner, The Beauty, which is which has it's not the same story, but it's kind of a similar premise. Uh, people desire it so much, but there are, you know, that there there's something to be 
paid at the end of things. The price to be paid to the piper. Yeah, buddy. And I like how uh, Tim uses the kind of cocooning aspect of the Witchblade's wings to separate them from kind of what's going on around them. Yeah, that's something that's that's unique to me that I don't... I, I, I know I've seen her, you know, Witchblade render wings in the past, but it hasn't been such an element of the character. And here, it's, it's a big deal. Uh, Sarah sprouts her wings and cocoons them from harm while, while she can talk to this woman who basically is on her last legs and explains just enough to us before she basically disappears and therefore Sarah flies the coop before the uh, the masses come to confront and try to see what's going on with them. So she escapes yeah. and it looks like Miranda Smalls is no more, although we don't really know one way or another. We just know that she's not there any longer. Yeah. I was going to say the, uh, the wings and all that seems like a good... seems like a natural evolution of what Ron had been doing with wings and cocooning at different times in his run. But. Yeah. So, yeah, I do like that, you know, like you like you noted earlier with how much of the Witchblade is armoring her, that it really seems the, the special features of the Witchblade are really going to figure prominently as this run continues. So Sarah is away, and she's searching for Kane. And um, I guess the next thing I want to point out is there's more character development in her relationship with uh, Waz, the police officer that keeps running into her and having trouble. Oh, big Waz! Big Waz, and it's kind of a it's kind of a fun little I- interaction. Waz tries to do something to detain Sarah. Sarah very stealthily uses the Witchblade to get herself out of it, and it's pretty clever. It's worth worth checking out. And um, the one thing that's interesting is that Sarah is looking for Kane, and she has an idea of where to go. And Tim Seeley, and this is the one thing I want to give him props for, Tim Seeley finally brings Sarah and the Witchblade down to the south side, which is where I think the Witchblade needs to be hanging out a little bit more. So I, I appreciate that. In searching for this fountain of youth, they're finding it on the south side of Chicago. I think Sarah needs to make a vacation up to uh, Madison. Hey, that's, <laughs> I, that's, that'd be good for the for the second or third story arc for Tim Seeley. She she should spend some time up here in God's country, as they call it, Wisconsin. Yep. Because there is a page. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say, you know, yeah, it's it's nice for the South Siders in Chicago, but. I don't know Southside. I'm a Madison boy. It's not that far. It's like a three-hour drive. It's like going to upstate New York when she was in uh, New York City. Now, of course, he doesn't really give it its full props. He shows an abandoned building and pretty much a rundown slum. So <laughs> there's a lot more <laughs> to the Southside to be found. But I have to admit that that can be found there as well. So uh, it it uh, it is pretty interesting. But Sarah and... Uh, you know, Waz follows Sarah, and then she kind of get gets wrapped into the uh, I don't think we're in Kansas anymore kind of lifestyle that Sarah leads. So uh, it's kind of too late, and there's going to be some secrets revealed, I think, in coming issues with, with Waz, which is going to change their relationship, I'm hoping. One of my favorite, favorite lines, I think, in these first three issues of Tim's is uh, in this scene... Um, at one point when uh, Waz and 
Sarah have a little interaction. Sarah says, you're like a truck that knows Kung Fu. I kid you not, I started laughing out loud. Yeah, that's I'm a like, good I, <laughs> It just, it worked. I, uh, I really like that. It is good. So, and it, and it shows that, um, you know, Waz is tough. You know, she, the first couple of issues, she just seemed kind of like, you know, a, a pudgy meter maid. Annoying. But, yeah, and she definitely has some strength behind her. So, I like where we're going with, with this character. And like you read in last previews, she's going to figure prominently in the next story arc. So, um, there is a two-page interlude, which I'm going to mostly skip. Although, I'll say, if you're following the Top Cow universe, if you're a fan of everything that happened in Ron's run, and I'm including some of the other uh, tie-ins and specifically artifacts, then you'll be satisfied with a furthering of this bigger story that's going on in the Top Cow universe. We get a little... We know who's been following Sarah and who's hired Jerry, and you know it won't be a surprise to a lot of people, but it will be very satisfying. Yeah, definitely. Well, I shouldn't say definitely. I'm not going to make any guarantees. Yeah, because it's not my place to do that. But uh, yeah, I like that two pages. And then for those of those of you who may have been disappointed by the amount of armor over Sarah, is going you're going to be pleased with the last couple pages of this issue, where we find the hideout of the um, of this coven of biker witches. And it looks like it looks like our main protagonist we've been introduced to is is dancing for her, uh, I guess the the leader of the pack more or less, um, and she seems to be somewhat disrobed in the process. Uh, if by somewhat you mean completely, yes. <laughs> so it's uh you know it's not graphic, but uh, it's definitely it's definitely a ritualistic dance. It's definitely a, a somewhat erotic dance and. Um, they're just basically furthering the plans, but they also revealed to have kidnapped Kane, and that's who Sarah is looking for. So we're going to see a lot more coming up with them in the next issue because that's where it leaves our cliffhanger. I'm really a big fan of using abandoned railroad cars as hideouts. So uh, this last scene gets a thumbs up. In addition yeah, to I, I... various other magic dancing stuff. Yeah, I mean, this has been my favorite issue of, of Tim Seeley's arc so far. And that's really great because I've enjoyed the first two and you know, really starting to get into this more. I think that the way it's written is going to be a great... It's going to be a great jumping on trade for people. Uh, like we had discussed before, we're, bo- we're both big fans of the Ron Mars run, but the the his first arc starting with Witchblade 80 was a decent story but didn't really hook us into more and I think this one's going to you know take that one more step and and keep some people reading Witchblade. Yeah, I uh I think this is the issue that really grabbed me. Um not that I didn't enjoy the previous two, but this is I think really the one where just those those few details just kind of pushed me over the edge. I'm in. It, yeah, it's great. I get on out there. We we talked enough about the book that without giving away all the really great stuff in this book. So if you were interested in what we were talking about for 153, you'll be that much more satisfied reading it yourself. It's it's pretty good. So I encourage you to get out there this week. 
so we can be on track. And then the backup features, again, don't disappoint. We get two more pages from the journal of Dr. Timothy Jorgensen. These are handwritten this time instead of transcribed. Definitely furthers a lot of the backstory of 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 Cain and where what might have preceded him. And then a uh, pretty nice write-up about the Biker Witches of the Great Lakes by Brian Roundtree, who uh, I don't know. I this is uh, there's a pretty rich history for these uh, characters so far. Yeah, I had never thought of. I don't know, researching biker witches, but after reading this, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to have to look, look some of this stuff up. I, you know, it's like this is this is Tim Seeley's pitch for some new Top Cow characters. Yeah, I, uh, I mean, we'll I'm not going to research. how the next couple issues go. Yeah, I'm not going to research too much. I mean, it'll probably just be reading stuff on Wikipedia, but <laughs> but it's enough. And then again, the useful Witchblade timeline, which has been in the last few issues, basically since 151, they've been doing a, a timeline that highlights the main events of the Witchblade and gives you issue numbers if you wanted to stop back and see, including things like in issue 51, where Ian Nottingham is revealed to have killed Sarah's father. Issue 53, Ian Nottingham confesses his love to Sarah. So, you know, some pretty interesting stuff if you want to go digging and getting some ri some rich history it'll give you the trigger points to check those things out yeah i uh the, the one thing i do notice is it wasn't updated for the release of witchblade redemption volume 4 which actually shipped before this issue shipped that is true though it still throws me off that we've gotten three issues now in what like 10 11 weeks yeah, it's been it's been fast and furious with this Tim Seeley art, but that that backs up what he was telling us that he they were pretty deep into the run by the time 151 came out. So there's there's some issues in the can that are ready yeah. to come out. But as a retailer, I'm I'm more okay with there being those issues in the can, just in case you know something happens and right you can stay on yeah, schedule. but. So one thing, one thing that is good, you know, we talked about. I mentioned Top Cow's furious release schedule in the last couple months. The darkness has been coming out pretty frequently. As of this recording, ninety nine came out on Wednesday, yes. so uh, we're we're moving quickly towards Darkness one hundred, which is good because we're anxious to get. You know, we've been getting little bits of Jackie and artifacts and other places post uh, artifacts thirteen, and looking forward to the Darkness title being right in stride with that. Yeah, I uh, I need to catch up. I'm probably a couple trades behind on the stuff by Phil and yeah. yeah, I'm really enjoying it. It's it's been worth going and I know that uh we we've been talking of uh really digging into some of this recent darkness stuff in a in the next couple of episodes, maybe two or three episodes from now. So, oh yeah, cuz uh have you downloaded the Darkness 2 demo yet? I have not, you know, I've, I've been putting it off, but this weekend is calling my name. I got, I'm just gonna pick up the darkness too, actually. <laughs> but I don't, uh, I don't have it yet. Gotta wait for payday. Oh, payday. <laughs> Good old payday. I feel so weird. Any other housekeeping you want to cover? Uh, I don't think so. I, uh, I think I'm good. All right. Well, 
it's a, it's been another fun week of Top Cow, and hope, hope you're able to get out to your retailer to get some of these things. It's available both at your local store or online, so what you waiting for? Come on out and join us. Yeah, and hopefully your retailer is kind of like me, where sales are up and they are staying up. They aren't dipping down after horribly spiking. Not horribly spiking, but spiking, and then I mean, there's that drop after the spike. But, you know, not like a continued downward trend. I uh, This issue is might have actually sold a little stronger than the previous issue in that first week, so... We love hearing that. I think it's a good sign. Good sign. So let us know what you think. We do have an email address. It's dtcpodcast at gmail.com. We do have a Facebook page. And look for us as Donuts and Top Cow in your searches. We spell donuts with a D-O-U-G-H-N-U-T-S. And you'll find us, like us, and join the conversation there. Uh, you'll be seeing us on The Barn, which is the Top Cow message boards in the in the coming weeks. We're, we're trying to make a commitment to be a little more active in there and get the Top Cow community rolling. And it's uh, a lot of fun stuff coming on. 2012 is going to... It's it's already been a really satisfying year, story and book-wise, and I'm just looking forward to where we're going to keep headed through the year. Yeah. Adventure. Yeah, man. <laughs> I got no. So uh, we will uh, we will be posting a short show. Not that this wasn't a short show, but a even shorter show, probably around a week from when this one gets released. That will give you some information on how to listen to us moving forward and some of our new feed details. Uh, so that look for that basically a week week or so after this comes out. So in the in the within the first week of March, we'll give you the details on how to keep keep rolling with us and we're going to try and make it as easy as possible with the transition but I think that uh, it will be a good move for us and for you and we're looking to you know we're always looking to improve the quality of the show we're looking to improve the quality of the audio and I think uh, this will happen and until then have a great week good journey <laughs>